Welcome to Suddenly Seeking Homeschooling, a podcast for unexpected homeschoolers who never considered homeschooling, but find themselves doing just that. Each week, we'll talk about the challenges and joys of homeschooling with a few practical tips thrown in. I'm your host, Kim. Welcome to our Homeschooling 101 series, where I'm answering questions that I've received from readers, listeners like yourself, or just in general conversation at the grocery store. Let's get started. A listener sent me a question recently, and she says, I need suggestions to help with a first grade reluctant reader. He loves being read to, but getting him to read is like pulling teeth. He acts like he doesn't know words or even letter sounds. We're halfway through a popular program, but when it comes to reading, he just guesses. I feel like I'm failing him when it comes to reading. Oh, I just want to give you a hug. Um, Reading is such a tough one, especially for people like us who are not reading specialists, who have not taught, been trained on how to teach kids to read. I've homeschooled three of my four kids, and two out of those three have had language-based learning differences. So looking at a first grade reluctant reader, my immediate thought is just to take a step back and slow things down. We found the curriculum you mentioned to be overwhelming um, for our kids because we found that especially with kids who aren't like, it's not clicking as fast, it takes lots and lots of practice to submit everything in. This is one of the big places I feel like homeschool curriculum fails. Um, and, and that's kind of a pet peeve of mine because I just found it all of the reading curriculums wanted us to move faster than my kids were able to move. So um, doing a lesson a day or you know three lessons a week or whatever was overwhelming for my kids. So now as an older, wiser homeschool parent, I throw the lesson numbers out the window and I know that I need to focus on practice, practice, practice of new skills. It's just like um, when you were learning to drive, when you learned to play a sport, when you learned to play a musical instrument, you had to practice, practice, practice. And they need to be practicing with these reading skills, especially early readers, like all the time. As far as curriculum, we are all about the Orton-Gillingham-based curriculum. It is a research-based method. It is solid for teaching kids. It is especially good for teaching kids that might have learning differences or might be reluctant readers. It's very systematic. It is very um, direct instruction. There is a rhythm to the instruction and how things are taught. I'm not a reading specialist. But I can tell you the more fun and the more practice, the better it will be. If your child is guessing, he is not learning. Um, And I wish someone had helped me with this early on. He's only a first grader. Kids, especially boys in first grade, a lot of times their language centers and their brain are not as highly developed as their female peers. So it could just be he needs a little more time and you can just keep practicing with him as that grows. You want to build in opportunities for success. I really encourage and wish I had done more of this with my kids when they were younger, writing. Um, This time in our world is a great time for us to really encourage our kids to get back to letter writing. 
um, sending cards and things. Many of us aren't getting to see all the people we love as often. So encouraging our kids to reach out to others can be a great motivator, right? Not like, hey, I want you to write a letter to grandma for school, but you know what? Grandma misses you and she hasn't seen how much you're learning and how amazing you're getting. Could you write her a letter? Or you know what? Grandma loves to hear your stories. Could you write her a, a story? And you can even start by them narrating a story to you, but I really encourage you to have them pick up a paper and write the things out the way they hear them. This also helps you see if they have the letter sound awareness that you think they have or should have. They will become more confident and look forward to writing if you're not constantly correcting them. So um, I got up this morning and one of my six-year-old had written a note on the whiteboard and it was so cute and spelled phonetically to her um, and I had to have her read it to me. So because I didn't really see it, I'm not, I haven't done this right for 25 years, like a kindergarten or first grade teacher, they could have probably read it right away. But if you can't read it, ask them to read it to you. Now, pro tip, if they can't read it back to you, then at that point, you might consider some intervention. And just say, okay, bud, that's okay. Next time you'll remember and be able to read it back because not being able to read it back definitely indicates that, that something they've written tells you that they're not getting the letter sound correspondence that you think they have. So practice, practice, practice. Do worksheets, play games, find the sounds that you're working on on signs, look for books that have the new sound or skill as part of the title or character. So like um, we have a book called Silly Millie and it talks about double consonants, um, that she only likes words that start with double consonants. So she um, like, you know, she likes pennies, but she doesn't like nickels because pennies have two ends in them. So things like that that help really enforce this, reinforce the skills. Look at phonics books and things like that that have their favorite characters in them. Just practice, practice, practice. If they, if your kid doesn't like handwriting, which is not uncommon for boys, again, writing it just a few things at a time are good. Using things like Star Wars workbooks or um, cut and paste sheets to help reinforce their new skill. Um, I have never met a kid that didn't like sorting activities where they were having to sort words or pictures or anything like that. So you can't have too much practice, right? And the big thing I see is that sometimes the curriculum um, is like, well, you can do this, you know, do lesson one on day one, lesson two on day two, and lesson three on day three. But my kid has still not mastered the skill on lesson one. And isn't that why we're homeschooling so that we can slow everything down? And there are some times that you will see they don't need the practice. Like they've already kind of picked up some of the rules of language and it will happen, but they have to build the confidence first. They have to do the things first that help them know that they're capable of doing it. So practice, 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 grab, um, worksheets that reinforce, you know, and I have lots of ideas in terms of finding resources that do this and you can find them on the show notes. Don't worry, nothing, you're not failing him. You are doing a great job. He probably just needs to slow down and go back to the beginning and gets a little extra practice. So he needs to practice with a little patience and probably you need to step back and 
not be so panicked about his progression being fast enough and focus on slow, steady, meaningful progress. If he doesn't get through, if you want to stick with the curriculum you're doing, maybe, you know, and it's been a long time since I looked at that particular curriculum, but maybe instead of doing the hundred lessons in, you know, a hundred school days, you choose to say, well, this lesson has this sound in it or this group of sounds. So we're going to practice these. Um, and I just really like the Orton Gillingham because it introduces the sounds in a sequential order that lets them gain the most number of words fastest. So it helps to build that confidence. All right. I hope that helps. You're doing a great job, mom. This is a great time of year to remind you that you can do homeschool the way you want to do it. So make sure that if you're struggling right now, you grab my free resource, which is a quick guide to a homeschool reboot. It is not too late to change direction this year. If you are struggling, you aren't alone. Grab the free resource, homeschool reboot. It's in the show notes below and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of our other tips, tricks, and answers to your questions. Thanks for joining us this week on Suddenly Seeking Homeschooling. Check us out on Instagram or Facebook at The Learning Hypothesis. For more information on homeschooling and how to customize your unique approach to education. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode. See you next week.